and welcome to Struggle to Fit podcast. I'm Jeanette. And I'm Asia. And we are Struggle to Fit. We're struggling to get fit, struggling to fit into society's idea of healthy and fit, and struggling to fit into our genes. So welcome to week two of Struggle to Fit podcast. Today is May 16th, 2018. Today we're going to talk about the last week and kind of go over what we did and what we've discovered and this week, I think, was this past week was really interesting because we went to farmers market, which um, I told you about our local farmers market, um, and we decided to go. I've actually been there before, um, and I really liked it. I don't live on that side of town anymore. It's about twenty five minutes over the bridge. It's a little annoying to get to, um, so I don't get to go as much as I'd like. But it's definitely so fresh. Like the first thing that that you notice when you walk in is how fresh it smells. Yes, I, I definitely noticed that as well. I had never been to this farmer's market, let alone an actual, like, legit farmer's market. Because when I think farmer's market, I think outside with the green baskets and all the fruits and vegetables in the basket and, and all the vendors yelling, hey, come try my fruits and vegetables. Come try our grapes. Yeah, and these vendors aren't fighting for each other. You don't have three different vendors selling bananas and, and things like that. It's it's You walk in, you have to follow the maze to get in, and it's very organized, very clean. Um, and something else that really surprised me too, and Chick-fil-A does this, but they actually was playing Christian music over the radio. I didn't notice that yet. And Chick-fil-A only plays the melody, whereas as this farmer's market actually plays the song. And I really thought that was, that was cool. Um, just because it's the music that I, I prefer and listen to. Um, and I felt comfortable and at home and I didn't feel like I had, it wasn't like a blaring, like rock and roll song that you're, or something like that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but just overall how fresh everything is and you could tell that things were delivered right away and all of the employees were very nice. We actually went twice this week. The first time was on mother's day, um, took the kids with us and that was kind of fun. It was a quick visit. Cause like you said, you kind of have to work your way through the maze. So keeping three kids corralled was kind of a challenge, but it's, it was fun to see the kids, two of them anyway, getting excited over what was there. Uh, I want to try this fruit. I want to try that fruit. Can we make this vegetable? Can we make that vegetable? Um, the first time we wound up buying Rabaton, I'm, pro I'm probably not saying that hundred percent correct. Um, but, and the kids loved it. I've never had it. I'd be interested to try it. It kind of has a, the inside of a grape texture. Right. But it's kind of sweet. Right. Um, but the kids loved it. Um, Adrian wanted to buy plums. Jenna wanted to buy raspberries. They were all over the place. And it's not that they know what these fruits are. They just see them and they look really cool. And Right. And so when we went back the second time, we had taken requests. Did not <laughs> take them the second time. When That's when I'm, I went with you. Right. Uh, and Adrian wanted a coconut and Jenna wanted... Has he ate the coconut? Yes. We actually broke the coconut up last night. Um, that was not fun. <laughs> uh, and he's been kind of picking at it. Jason wanted a watermelon, so I wound up buying him an entire watermelon and made him cut the whole thing by himself. Um, and Jenna requested strawberries they requested corn on the cob, like these just crazy, absurd things that you would not think kids would be interested in. And and something else that I know that you want to get into in the future is is letting your kids eat healthier and not all of the processed stuff. I mean, we're trying to eat healthier. Why wouldn't we want our kids to eat healthier too? Right. The the main reason why my I struggle with that with my kids right now is they're so used to eating the Kraft macaroni right. and cheese that if you put anything else in front of them, they're like, mm, mm. no. 
Uh, that and with Anthony being a stay at home dad, he does all of the cooking. So it's easy for him to make. Right. But he's already said if if it means that they're willing to eat it, then he'll cook it for him. So, you know, maybe we could, you could, you know, just introduce small, you know, in, in small amounts, different fruits and different vegetables um, that, you know, they would like. I think you'd have more of an issue maybe with your older son than, yeah. than maybe the, maybe definitely the middle one. Definitely, Adrian. I think he'll be more apt. We went to um, a Chinese place and he just wanted to try everything. Clams and crawdads. And my husband showed him how to eat a crawdad because you have to take it apart because the head's still on it. And Jenna's freaking out. It has eyes on it. So it's just one of those things where you just have to kind of, if, if kids aren't used to eating healthy or, you know, healthier foods than what they're used to, you have to introduce it gradually. I can definitely see making this farmer's market uh, a regular visit. Probably not weekly, maybe um maybe once or twice a month. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it's more or less expensive than the grocery store. It's definitely fresher. Uh, the meat definitely was cost a little less, um, but the drive to get there was... was. I think that's the biggest thing is the drive to get there. Yes. And you can basically, I think you, you actually said this to me um, on the phone was, you can buy all of your groceries from this farmer's market. And we, we bought some honey roasted peanut butter and yeah. it is phenomenal phenomenal peanut butter and it doesn't cost it's not more expensive than buying it from like walmart or Publix and the smuckers or whatever right it just tastes so much better you can literally buy everything you need from your your uh seasonings your your fresh herbs your beans your everything you really don't need any of the processed food but people we buy it for convenience we want we don't want to do any extra work you know it's not that we're lazy it's just it's we're just want convenience green beans i'm used to canned green beans with ham seasoning and that's just what i grew up on and i know that's horrible because of all that sodium that i'm putting into it and that's the only way that i've ever had green beans i've never ate fresh green beans ever. I've always had them from a can. So it's just one of those things where you have to learn how to eat fresh food. I know it's not hard. You just put it in your mouth and eat it. But how do you cook it to where it still tastes good? That's what Pinterest is for. Exactly. And it's just you can get everything you need to cook at a farmer's market. It's not needed to go to a grocery store and shop in those middle aisles that's full of processed foods when you have real food at the farmer's market and you know exactly what you're putting in your food. You know what? I just thought about this is I did not notice. I didn't see any milk. I didn't either. I mean, and we don't need milk. No, we don't need milk. But I found it interesting that, yep. you know, I, where I would have seen it was where the eggs are. So you've right. got the eggs, you've got the juice, the fresh orange juice, the fresh, not fresh orange juice, whatever, so you know, good. the fresh peanut butter and everything is right there. But there was no milk. No milk. And that literally was just like. <laughs> yep. And, you know, you don't see any of those like um, pre-bottled seasonings either. Um, it's all fresh. You have to make it yourself type of a thing, too. Yeah. Anthony was looking for olive oil, which yep. I think would be probably something that they could. They could probably they could do. do something. I mean, yeah. you can't do it here. I don't think we can make it in Florida. It wouldn't be a locally sourced thing. But still, olive oil is. Yeah. So maybe you can't get everything at the farmer's market, but 99%. Yeah. 
with the exception of maybe olive oil and milk if your kids still drink milk. My kids actually don't drink milk. I don't like milk. uh, My oldest one was lactose intolerant when he was older or younger. Younger? Yeah. Yeah, Younger. (laughs) He was lactose intolerant. And it's just when you get out of it and you stop drinking so much of it, you get to a point where you don't need the milk. And when you do drink it, it becomes a sensitivity. Yeah, I've never really liked milk. Um, It's just one of those things that my mom growing up, she drank milk by the cup, one after another, like chug it. And we've always had to, and I just, I never, I never liked it. I just thought it was gross. So I do, I do most of my grocery shopping at Walmart. um, Now that they've had their grocery section for some odd years. And the main reason I do it at Walmart is because it's cheaper and more convenient that I can buy everything. But after seeing the farmer's market produce and after knowing that a lot of the produce that I get from Walmart is just, it doesn't last. Yeah. It makes me wonder what else is out there and can I still do it under my budget? Right. And I bet there is, I bet there's a way. Um, I'm really interested in trying whole foods. Um, As we know, Amazon just bought whole foods. And if you're a prime member, Um, They just released where you get 10% extra off of sales throughout the week um, and different specials that they have going on. So I'm really interested in comparing Whole Foods to a farmer's market, how they're the same and how they're different. Um, And is Whole Foods, are they living up to their name? Are they really Whole Foods? Are they cheaper? Like, and I'm just, I really want to compare the two. Um, We have a Whole Foods here um, in Jacksonville. Um, but it's probably maybe a little further away than, than the farmer's market though. I would say it's about the same distance. Would you? Yeah, it's right. It's right over the bridge. Um, so we actually had to drive over the bridge and then a ways to get, right. it's literally right over the bridge. Right, right. Okay. I know where you're talking about. Yeah. It's off San Jose. So it's, it's pretty close. Um, but again, the question is Whole Foods has always been, um, you think Whole Foods and you think, wow, that's. Oh, you bought it at Whole Foods? Well, you must have spent some money on that. Right. And is it really better for you than the foods that you buy at Winn-Dixie or Publix or Walmart? Right. And I think that's one of the things that would be interesting to find out is exactly knowing where your food comes from. Like when you get a can of cream and mushroom soup and you look at the ingredients, the question is, would you really cook individually with all of these ingredients in your kitchen? No, you would use cream and mushroom. And the question is, why would we want to eat that if we wouldn't actually, A, if we can't pronounce them to begin with, and B, if we wouldn't regularly, if we couldn't pick apart each ingredient and look at it and actually cook with it, why would we want to eat it? So I think that's one of the biggest things um, that I would like to focus with on is actually what is in your food and looking at the ingredients and really figuring out, you know, what is that? So it's funny that you bring that up because didn't you didn't you just join some sort of online education for that? I did. I um I bought a class off of Udemy, um, Udemy.com. They have a lot of a lot of different classes. Um, it's not just for design. Um, they've got a lot of nutritional classes. Now I haven't watched it yet, and I'm really interested. But um, I guess this this teacher um is going to talk about nutrition. And what is macronutrients and and the difference between intermittent fasting and the paleo and the different diets that people do and if they're really worth it. And he's going to talk about food planning and meal prepping. And and I'm really interested to kind of hear what he has to say because um, 
the reviews for his class is really great. And he's, um, had, he's had a lot of students and it's one of those classes that you can watch anytime I have it forever. Um, so, uh, coming up in the next few weeks, I'll probably be doing a post on that particular class and what I've learned and what I'm going to use in the future and probably what I'm not going to use. I made a journal post. I think I uh, posted it yesterday, actually, um, about overload of information. Uh, one of the things that I discovered over the last two weeks is that there is so much information out there. You mentioned that he's going to be sharing about the paleo diet and the, and, um, the this diet and the that diet. Yeah. And uh, we often go into Books a Million and Chamla Book Mine, any of those used bookstores. Um, and we walk down these nutrition aisles and you yes. see books and books and books of, of the DASH diet, the diabetes diet, the gluten-free diet, the this diet, that diet, the other diet. And then buried in the midst of everything is the one little piece of gold that, that I, I come across and I was like, I'm going to read this book. So I bought Nutrition for Dummies because before you can get into this diet and that diet and the other diet and what to take away and what to add in, you have to know what is nutrition? What does it mean? And are those diets really good for you? Isn't it just about eating real food? Why would we have to, why do we have to give it a name? Why can't we just eat real food and exercise? I mean, isn't that what it boils down to no matter what quote unquote diet you're on, air quotes diet? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those things that, oh, well, I'm on the paleo diet. Okay, well, what does that mean? Everything that you eat is a diet anyway. So why do we have to give it a name? Yep. So that's, Hopefully over the next two, three weeks as I read through this book, because I, I bought that one, which is it's your typical yellow and black dummy book. They make yeah. dummy books for everything. Nutrition for dummies. And then in the same area. And I have, I have pictures of it on the website of, of this, just this diet, that diet, this diet, this diet, 30 minute fix, 30 minute fix, 30 day fix that, whatever. Right. And it was just in a pile in the middle, just sitting there was nutrition for dummies and then a nutrition for life textbook. Just your basic nutrition class textbook. So hopefully reading through these books, I'll be able to take, okay, this is the dummy lame terms. And then this is the scientific jargon and put it together. And just what is nutrition? What do we need to live and breathe and survive before jumping into what is this? And what is this? And what is the other thing, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I feel like we put so much pressure on trying to do these different diets um, when it all boils down to what you put in your mouth and and how much exercise you're getting. So I'll be really interested to hear how that dummy book goes for you. Um, And I'm hoping to start that course um, probably later on this evening. It's videos, so I just will have to watch it. Um, I could probably listen to it like a podcast. I don't think I necessarily have to watch it. I could just listen to them talk, which is also um, a really good thing too. Yep. Um, so let's move on. Um, how has tracking your food been? Tracking my food has been, I've gotten way better at it. And part of it is because Anthony has stayed on top of me. Did you put that in? Did you put that in yet? Did you put that in? And because our, he's using the Samsung health app and I'm using my fitness pal. Right. Sometimes our numbers don't align. So we may eat the same thing, the same amount. And he's like, Hey, what did you get for this? So if I didn't track it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I should track that. I've sucked at tracking because I forget, and my husband's in the track with me, so he doesn't remind me. Um, and I can definitely tell you, though, that I'm not eating the proper amount of calories. Um, 
even and I and even without tracking, I can tell you that. Um, but tracking tracking is something that I need to work on. I did just put a post up about um, five reasons why you should track your food. Uh, some of those, I mean, that's basic reasons why. And I don't know if this will help you to to stay on top of it more, but accuracy for one, because you want to make sure that what you're actually eating and documenting are the same. You don't want to document something you're not eating. You don't want right. to eat something you're not documenting. If you're if you're following a specific special need diet, uh, diabetic diet or whatever, and you need to know exactly what it was you ate at a particular time, um, then you would want it to be as accurate as possible. Um, and the, the biggest thing for me is it makes it makes my goal easier to reach. So I know that by tracking, for example, my weight, even though we're not weighing in weekly right now, tracking my weight is like, hey, if I want to lose this much amount of weight, then I have to be documenting every time I weigh in and every time I eat and every time I go over my calories in order to say, okay, well, I hit a plateau and here's why I need to remove this. Right. It's really good to be able to go back and see what you ate that day and, and kind of record how you felt too. How did you feel physically by what you put in your body? And that has a huge effect on how, like I ate sushi today. And when I go to the all you can eat sushi place, I indulge and I eat way too much. And the more food that you eat, the more tired and sluggish you get. Like I wanted to come home and take a nap. I couldn't, but my husband did (laughs) because you just get so tired after eating so much food and it's all you can eat. So it's just like, I don't want to stop because it's so good, but how do you feel after after you put food into your body? Like, how does that make you feel? Is it really fooling you, like giving you fuel that you need? Um, or is it bringing you down? So tracking for me has been has been relative has gotten relatively easier, I should say, because I didn't always do it at first. Um, so are you going to try harder to track your stuff every day? Yes, I definitely am going to try harder. Um, it's just remembering to do so. How has the 30-day fitness challenge been working for you? Well, I mean, 16 days, no fast food. I think I've done pretty good. Um, I haven't gone to McDonald's. What about your What about your fitness? Have you been getting up and moving every 30, for oh, 30 minutes every day? Yeah. No. That's a sore spot. We should talk about that. I don't want to. We need to talk about that. Um, yeah. So I have not been getting up and moving 30 minutes every day. And I have no excuse. Um, I don't have children. Um, It's just me and my husband. Um, So I don't have an excuse. I don't really have, I mean, I just, I don't have an excuse. I just just haven't done it. And it's probably because I'm lazy and I'm tired and I don't want to go out at nine o'clock. And if I do go out, then my husband has to come with me. Um, So I just don't. So you you work from home I most do. of the time. I do. Um, you're home all day long. Usually. It doesn't have to be 9 o'clock at night. No, it doesn't. But um, I'm lazy. We, we've discovered this. That is, that is the... That is the issue. And I just have to make myself go out and do it. And so how are you gonna how are you gonna pump that up a little bit? It doesn't know. have to be like yet. you're not going to the gym pumping iron or I don't know. I mean, even though we do donate to them. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I haven't figured that out. But I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to tell you what I did next week. Okay. 
I'm going to hold you to that because I have not missed a day of movement. And for you have minutes. children. And I have children and I, I work outside of my home. Yes. I will not say that I work any more or less than you because that's not a fair assessment. But I right. do work outside of my home in a place that requires me to be there for nine hours a day. I can't just decide on my lunch break, if I even get a lunch break, that I'm going to go to the gym. So that's going to be the struggle that you have is. Yeah. And, and there is no excuse. There isn't. The next time that I call and say, do you want to go to the gym? <laughs> say that's poop. You should say. Sure, let's go. Yeah, I'd love to go to the gym. I'm tired of giving them my money for free. Yeah. And I wish, I love going to your house because you have that nice uh, walk um, around um, the soccer fields where, because of your kids' schools right there. And I really enjoy walking around those. And if I probably lived over there, I'd probably go outside more. The silly thing is, is it's like a three-mile drive, and they have a parking lot. You can park in the parking lot and then walk around. Yeah, the it's just, silly to drive, but it's... I can I can park in your driveway. Yeah, you could do that too. And it's really not that far. And I could do that if I wanted to. Um, I just don't really have a, a good loop around where I live to get a good get a good walk in and I really really want to try to love to learn to run I want to run but you have to walk before but you run I gotta learn to walk first so we're gonna be working on that and I'm gonna figure that out and I will give you an update next week so gym tomorrow gym tomorrow okay deal deal no you're not getting out of it well of course not I mean, okay. I'll be there I'll go you'll go and and midway you're not gonna I'll go. Uh, I'm going home. Yeah. Hey, I did. I was there for 30 you were. minutes. You were. And that's. I, I did my 30 minutes. I was having a rough day yesterday. It's, it's understandable. So. But tomorrow I, we're sticking I it out. did due diligence. Tomorrow we should do a 30 minute workout. Okay. I think it's time to right. do that. We'll do that. Take some pictures. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how's fast food going for you? Uh, I am fine with fast food. I, The problem with me, as I've discovered over the last two weeks, is not fast food. It's the addiction to the convenience. Right. I am perfectly – I feel fine not having fast food. But it's the, it's the convenience of being able to stop and say, hmm, I'm going to go get this so that Anthony doesn't have to cook. Or it's a birthday, so let's let's go – Get some food. It, it's an anniversary. Let's go get some food. It's it's Saturday. Let's go get some food. Yeah, I think um, no fast food hasn't really been an issue for me. Um, my husband's wanting been wanting fast food, um, but he won't because it's not fair to me. But I think next month um, our goal is to not eat out at all. That includes like restaurants that you go in and sit down with because um, I noticed that even though we're not eating out fast food and we're trying to save money, we still go to restaurants and we still don't eat the healthiest when we go to the restaurant, even though it's prepared food and we could cook it at our house. I still think that um, eating uh, not restaurant food would be better too. So next month, no fast food, no restaurants. Right. Because it's money guzzler no matter what. It is. And it, if restaurants in general are not bad in moderation, but it's when you become attached to the convenience of I don't have to cook. So I'm just going to go have somebody cook it for me. 
And it does cost more money to eat out than it does to buy it yourself. You just have to take the time to do it. How have you been with your water? Um, I don't know. I don't really keep track. Um, but I know I don't drink enough, but what is enough for me is different than what is enough for you. And that's another thing that this guy is going to talk about in this class is how much water is really enough water for you. And do you really need to drink 64 ounces a day or hundred ounces a day? Or, you know, how much water do you really need to drink? Um, I've been told more than once that you should only drink when you're thirsty and you don't need to overflow yourself with water. And that's interesting because I've been told on multiple occasions, if you are thirsty, you are already dehydrated and that you should actually be drinking half your body weight in ounces. So if you weigh, for me, for example, I'm, I'm rounding up. I, I do not, I'm like right under the 300 pound mark. But for me, for example, at uh, 290 pounds, I should be drinking 145 ounces a day of water. And if you believe what Weight Watcher says, you can count a can of Diet Coke as half water. So 12 ounce can of Diet Coke, six ounce, you can count, count six ounces of water. I don't know why they do that, but that's, that's weird. if you believe what they say. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like if you're thirsty, you drink. And for me, like, I don't drink a whole lot. And I don't feel dehydrated and I don't feel like, oh my goodness, I need water, I'm going to die. Um, I mean, I drink when I'm thirsty and that's pretty much it. And I don't, I don't try to pump myself with, with water that I feel like waterlogged and I don't try to over drink. And, and I'm really interested in figuring out if yes, you really need to drink half your body weight in water or no, this is what scientifically or is better or whatever. So I'm really interested to hear what this nutritional coach has to say about that. I'm interested as well. And I know that in my books, there's a chapter or two on water intake and what constitutes regular water, mm -hmm. uh, how to measure out stuff that's not water and versus juices and stuff like that. And so that's kind of because at one point we were led to believe that it's eight, eight, eight ounce glasses of water or 64 right. ounces of water a day. But where did that number come from? And, and, and how did, so that's the question though, who came up with that number? And what evidence do they have that shows that we actually need that much water? I will say that I have my cup. This this cup right here is a 40-ounce cup. And I can easily drink two of those in a day. Um, this is actually cup number three for me, and it's only 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So by the time I finish that, that'll be 120 ounces of water. At some point, I do have to cut it off. Otherwise, I'll be up all night using the bathroom. Right. But... I feel, and I still drink Diet Coke. I don't not drink Diet Coke, but I feel, I feel fresher on the inside, I guess you could say, like not as bogged down. I mean, I don't really notice. Um, we don't, we try not to keep soda in the house, including diet soda. So if I wanted a drink, it would be water. Um, and I probably would prefer to drink water depending on what I'm eating. If you, if you eat pizza, you really need Coke, but we're trying not to eat pizza. So... Um, I drink water, but I, I'm, I just have never been the type of person to just drink so much water like that. I just haven't. I just, that's just well, maybe, something that I, that I, maybe once you find do. out what's going to work for you and, and 
you know, who came up with the number of 64 ounces and what really you should be drinking. Right. That could be something that you aim towards doing is drinking more water because I, I actually do believe that if you are thirsty, you are already dehydrated. I'll be interested to find out if that's really the case. So we have decided that uh, we are now two weeks in. We have not weighed in yet. Um, and at least for this first month or two, we're only going to weigh in at once the a month. once a month. So June 1st will be our official weigh in. Um, we will do a post on that a podcast on that starting the new June challenges. Um, other than that, I mean, that's. That's about our week has been. Um, I suck at calorie counting um, at tracking and I suck at getting exercise in. Yeah. You can't really, you can't really count your calories if you're not tracking. Whereas I, I've been tracking and I've been trying to stay under my calories and having been to the farmer's market twice this week, a lot of our foods have been low calorie fruits and vegetables. So you really have to eat more. Exactly. And those kinds of foods you really can eat more of, um, because, um, I mean, you can eat as many, you know, carrots and, and green beans as long as they're fresh as you want because that's real food and it's healthy for you. Um, now, you know, don't – you can't eat as many canned green beans as you want because obviously that's added extra stuff, extra sodium. It's in, you know, water, juice or whatever, the green bean juice that's in it. And if you look at the ingredients and it has more than just green beans, then we've got a problem. Right. So um, you can't indulge on different things like that, but real food, eat as much as you want of it. That's what it's there for. So what we'd like to do is hear from you and hear what are some of your struggles that you've been facing when it comes to health and fitness. We'll be back next week. Um, Join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash struggle to fit or our website, which we'll have all the links and everything in the description below. We really want to hear from you. Um, tell us how you've been doing and what your struggles are. And we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us at struggle2fit.com. That is struggle, the number two, fit.com. Facebook.com forward slash struggle to fit. And on Instagram at struggle.2.fit. See you next week.